How many want to move in the things of God? How many want it not just to be on a Sunday, but you want it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that everywhere you go, you release the kingdom of God? How many want that power in your life? Come on, you say, I want it. Don't be ashamed of that. I, I want it. Everywhere I go, I want my prayers to make a difference. I want what I command to happen, right? That's what we want. That's what we desire. Hey, we are going to bring down God's Not Mad last week and bring it to a close, uh, but God just laid a word on my heart for this house today, <laughs> and it was funny as we we're debating because I'm like, God, oh, you know, we're, we're done with that series, and he's like, no, you missed the best part. <laughs> he said, the, the biggest reason I'm not mad is because I sent a helper to help with all the details. I didn't just set you free, and I didn't just give you authority. I gave you power to work in. It's huge. He said, so you got to extend it one more week. All right, so here we are. Last week, God's not mad. Today, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit's power in your life. Are you ready to work in that? Are you ready to move in that in your life? I want to break it down with some scriptures and just a look at the life of Jesus and how he exemplified this so well for us. And at the end of this message, we're going to have an a time to be baptized by the Holy Spirit and let you encounter that Spirit of God. Are you ready for that in your life? Are you ready for that fire, that fresh wind to pour into your life? to fill you up, to overflowing that river of life. Come on, we're not meant to stride through life, to just make it through. We're meant to have the excess, the overflow of the Holy Spirit in our life. And today I believe that God wants to encounter you in a real way, in a new way, in a fresh way. Maybe you've been filled with the Spirit, and today God's going to do a fresh work in your life. He's going to pour out in a new way. Amen. Are you ready? All right, stand on your feet. Let's read the Word of God. In honor of his word, John chapter 14, we're going to lay the foundation of today. Chapter 14, verse 16, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, I, this is towards the end of his ministry with them. He's about to go to heaven and all that jazz. So now he's got to lay it down for them, okay? So John chapter 14, verse 16 says, and I will ask the father, my father God, who's not mad, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you, everybody say, forever. 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 Woo, thank you, Jesus. The spirit of truth, a.k.a. Holy Spirit. The world cannot accept him. You got to know that. Can't accept him. Why? Because they don't see him or know him. They don't know him. They ain't seeing him. So they can't accept them. It's going to be very hard for a lot of people to accept the Holy Spirit's work. But, he says, you know him. And he was talking to them because he'd been with them. The Spirit of God was in Jesus. And so the disciples were with him. They knew him. He said, but you know him for he lives with you. And check this out. And will be in you. There's the shift. He was talking about a moment coming where the Holy Spirit wouldn't just be with us, but it would be in us. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power that's in your words. Pray that you would just minister to our hearts today. In fact, would you just real quick, I know this sounds weird, but would you just put your hands on your heart? 
and say, God, open the eyes of my heart today. Open my eyes that I can encounter you, I can hear your word, and it will be so real to me. It'll be life transforming to me. And God, we just pray that your word would change us from the inside out. We love you, God, and we trust you. Amen. Everybody seated. You guys are awesome. So Jesus makes this statement to his disciples. He's talking about this moment where he's saying, you've been with the Holy Spirit. You felt his power, but there's coming a time, there's coming a moment where I am going to let the Holy Spirit be in you. And that power that you've encountered, that power that you've been with, now it's going to be inside. Woo, baby. And that's the game changer when the Holy Spirit gets in us. So God wanted to make the human body a temple for the Holy Spirit to come in. Now, not, not, not just a temple, right? Because the temple, things come, things go, right? He wanted it to be a resource center for heaven's power to come and to reside and to be released. We were made to have the Holy Spirit reside inside of us, have the Spirit and the power of God in us. Now, some, you know, believe that, and some say that, that God's, you know, redemption in your life, being set free is the ultimate goal of God. And I'm not going to counter that because I think that absolutely, without God's redeeming power in your life, without you being set free, you ain't going nowhere, right? You're doomed. <laughs> so... Thank you, Jesus, right? He's the only way, the truth, and the life. So unless you're going through Jesus, you ain't getting there. So that is absolutely the ultimate. But I truly believe that the ultimate goal for God is to not only set you free, not only to save you and redeem you, but to fill you with the Holy Spirit, to fill you with God's power. It's to fill you up with the power of God. Now, Jesus was talking about this, and the disciples were, were always around him and encountering this spirit, but he was talking about a moment where they would have it inside of them. It's like my kids, you know, right now they ride in the car with me, and y'all are thankful that they don't drive. It's me that drives, okay, because they're eight and six, not quite there. But I talked to them about a day when they, too, will have licenses. Oh, can you start a fast with me, and let's pray over that day. <laughs> my son's middle name is Danger. I didn't do that on purpose for driving, okay? Didn't think that far ahead. But someday they will hold the authority to move and go wherever they choose with the power and authority in that license. Right now, they ride with me. Jesus was talking to his disciples about a day where they would carry the authority inside of them to release it wherever they go. He's saying, you're riding with me now. We're caravanning. We're saving money on gas, okay? But there will be a day when you have your own car and the Spirit of God is inside of you and you are going to be full of power. It was the ultimate intention of God. He's not mad. He wants to fill you with everything you need. And some might be struggling because some of you might, might be in this Christian walk and you're trying to be Christians, you know, trying to be like Christ. And you're trying to follow him and try to do his work. And you struggle. I mean, it's like you hear stories about prayers that work. You hear stories about miracles happen. You hear stories about people getting prophetic words and words of knowledge. And you're like, that sounds dope, but I don't have that real. Like that's fairy tale land. 
I don't have it in my life. And some of you feel that. And maybe you've encountered God. You've encountered the things of God. You've even encountered the Holy Spirit. But maybe you haven't had an encounter where the Holy Spirit is in you. And that's the game changer. When you not only work in the authority, but the Spirit resides in you. And you work in that power. Now we see this in Jesus um, because Everybody was talking about it. John the Baptist was talking about it. He was prophesying. God told John, go to the wilderness and baptize people, and I'm going to send the Messiah so you can, you can know who he is. Now, up until this time, Jesus was not public. He was behind the scenes. He didn't have his Instagram page up yet. Nobody knew he was the Messiah. He wasn't the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, hashtag Jesus is the risen one. Right? He wasn't all that. He was nobody, anonymous, grew up in the temple, talking and was growing in that. But John the Baptist was baptizing people in the water, and all of a sudden, Jesus rocks up on the scene. He goes, whoa, 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 everybody, stop the show. That is the man I've been talking about. He's the one I can't even untie his sandals. I'm not even worthy. That's him. He's the Messiah. That's the one. And Jesus as a man, came and was baptized with water. And we're going to be doing that today after this experience. I'm so excited uh, for, for you who haven't been baptized to step into that obedience in Christ. But more importantly, I'm excited for my daughter. She's getting baptized. Selfish, I know. I know. It's selfish. But she's six years old and already gets it. She's like, Daddy, I want to be baptized. I haven't been baptized. I'm, okay, you know, I'm waiting on you, you know. But six years old, let's go. Like, it's the next step. And so Jesus uh, became public in his ministry by being baptized in water. And it's a beautiful thing. That's, what, that's why we do it. We follow his example and what happened privately in our hearts, what changed in our lives. Now we go public with it, right? We re-celebrate what God's done in us by celebrating openly, outwardly through baptism. And so Jesus was baptized, but this was the deal. He had an encounter with the Spirit because when he came out of the water, the Bible says the heavens were open, right? In Luke uh, what is it? Chapter 3, verse 21, when the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized. And as he was praying, heaven was open. Dove ascends. God says, this is my son who I'm well pleased. Right? The whole moment. And the spirit of God comes in him. He had an encounter with the spirit of God. He was baptized. When he came up, the anointing, the spirit of God rests in him. It's huge. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, we see the great commission of Jesus. This is why he came. And it says, uh, and the one who does what is sinful is of the devil, but the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God came, why? To destroy the devil's work. That's why he came. He came to destroy all the things of the evil one. Everything that comes against the knowledge of God, he came to destroy. And Jesus had an encounter with the Spirit of God who rests in him so he could move to destroy the works of the devil. But he can't destroy the works of the devil without the power and the Spirit of God. You good? He had the Spirit of God in him. There's authority in the commission. So Jesus, when he moved on earth, when he came against sickness, when he came against the religious leaders who were in the humanistic mindset, when he came against anything, he moved with all of heaven backing him. He was commissioned by heaven. Go destroy the works of the devil. So everywhere he went, everything he said, everything he prayed, everything he commanded, all of heaven was backing him up. They got his back. All the authority was in him. And the Spirit of God, the power of God was in him. What an amazing thing. 
In Luke chapter 4, verse 1, says Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. So when he went public, he was full of the Holy Spirit. When we go public in our ministry, when we go and go into this life of Christ, we always talk about coming alive to our purpose so that others can come alive to theirs. It's not a humanistic striving for a goal. It's not a humanistic, you know, purpose that we're trying to reach to feel good. It's the purpose that God has placed inside of us. And Jesus, his purpose was to destroy the works of the devil by the spirit of God that was in him. And Jesus talks about, see, in, in order to receive the spirit of God, sin had to be eradicated right? Sin had to be destroyed. That's why Jesus went to the cross to pay the price so that we could be set free. And that qualifies us now to receive the Spirit of God in our lives. When we're set free and redeemed, sin is gone. That's why at Change, we do anything short of sin to make sure our neighbors, our friends, our co-workers come to know Jesus. Why? Because when sin is gone, the Spirit of God can come. So once we're redeemed, once you're set free, once Jesus comes in, you say yes to him, make him the Lord and Savior of your life, then the Spirit of God can rest inside of you, and now you can flow in the things of God. And not this just false fairy tale land of just, I have authority, so in the name of Jesus. You know, no, you have the Spirit of God in you. It's amazing. And today we're going to pray for that, that encounter, that baptism of fire on you. So you can move and work with the Spirit of God. Not in vanity, not even on doctrine or theology. How many know we don't do this for religion? Yeah. I'd be out. Yeah. Sign me out. Yeah. I ain't about just following rules to follow rules. Uh-uh. This is about an encounter. About an encounter. Bringing heaven down to earth. In John chapter 7, verse 37, it says, On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty... Come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Woo! How many want the river of God to flow through your life? Jesus said, come to me. Get a drink. Get a drink. Get a drink. And he said, that drink will become a river of life through you. One encounter with me, little drink. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Will become a river of life to everyone around you. Streams of living water. Come on, somebody. How many want that river flowing through your life? And Jesus said, come on, come to me and drink. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit. He was talking about the Spirit of God. Verse 39 says, By this he meant the Spirit whom he believed in him would later receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Now let's ask, like, why wasn't the Holy Spirit given to all of them right then and there? Right? Why? Why did it have to wait for Jesus to be glorified? And if you look at the, the job of the Holy Spirit, right, it's the comfort, to strengthen, to remind us of what Jesus said. If you break it all down, it's basically to make us like Jesus. So if the Spirit came in that time, it would have made us into a Jesus that was on his way to the cross. But he didn't. He waited until Jesus was glorified 
because now the Holy Spirit comes and makes us like the redeemed one that sits on the right hand of the throne of God with all power, all authority. Now the Holy Spirit is in us with that same power that rose Christ from the dead now lives in us. And that's what we move in. We move in the Spirit. We move in the things of God. And if you do it without the Spirit of God, you're trying to accomplish your assignment with half the provision. And that's why, you know, a lot of religions, a lot of things only go so far. It's half the thing. It's half the assignment. It's half the provision. God didn't call you, and this is why God is not mad. This is the biggest reason. Because God didn't just call you to go figure it out. God gave you everything you need in order to work in the things that he's called you to. And we always say this. God always puts inside of you what he's drawing out of you. God put his spirit in you. When you come to know Jesus and you say yes to him and you encounter the Holy Spirit, you ask for that baptism of fire. God, Holy Spirit, come. You see, there, there, was, a, there was a church that they came to know Jesus and they were baptized in water. When the disciples showed up on the scene, they realized that they had not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit. So right away, the first thing the whole, that the disciples did, laid hands on them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they could only achieve half the assignment with half the provision. They had to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. They had to have an encounter and be filled with that fire from on high. Because with that Spirit of God resting in them, now they could work in the power and authority of God. Are you good? So now we look at Matthew. This is our part. Matthew chapter 20, verse 18. A lot of us know it, or at least you've heard it somewhere, right? It says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, and he was talking like God in me, and now me and you. So I pass the authority on. It says, now go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. Surely I am with you always. In fact, in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, he says, I am going to send you what my Father has promised. And he says, stay in the city until you have been what? Clothed in power. Stay in the city before You've been clothed in power because once you've been clothed in power, then you can move in the things of me. There's a huge importance. He says, hey, I've given you all authority. He already gave him the, the badge, right, to go around and say, I'm in the name of Jesus. But he said, now go to the city and wait for the encounter because it's in that encounter. It's in the, the drinking of who I am. Then now I'm going to fill you up and the rivers of life are going to come out of you then it's not just going to be the authority that you walk in, but now the Spirit of God is going to flow through your life and everything. And that's why I change. We believe in prophetic word, words of knowledge, in miracles, signs, and wonders on the earth. Why? Because the Spirit of God rests in us, so we move in the power of God. It's not in us. has nothing to do with us. has everything to do with what's in us. Are you all hearing this? 
has nothing to do with you, has nothing to do with us striving for something, striving for perfection. Make sure that you don't, 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 don't. No, it's everything to do with what he did. It's everything to do with Jesus. It's everything to do with what he did on the cross. It's everything to do with what he did when he went down to Hades. He took the keys of life, and he went back up to heaven and sat at the right throne of God, the right hand of God. Has everything to do with that. And now all we have to do is step in and say, Holy Spirit, come. Baptize us with fire. Spirit rests in us. And then in that, we start to step into the power and the authority of Jesus. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. Are you ready for God to move in you like that? The fire of God to rest in you. Move in your life. To have an encounter that's not just made up. That's not just fabricated. We, let, let me just straighten something out too. We don't come in here just to create another church atmosphere. We are here to create a tent of meeting for the Holy Spirit to come and rock us. Because when he fills us, Philadelphia is changed. When he fills us, this city is transformed. It's turned upside down. Has nothing to do with change church. Has nothing to do with, oh, we've created some amazing things here. Has nothing to do with that. We work our butts off to make sure this space is open and ready, distraction-free, so the Spirit of God can come, the Spirit of God can fill us, so that we can go out and move in the things of God. That's the sole reason we're here. So I want to create an encounter today because I feel like God is in this place and he wants to encounter you in such a new, fresh way. Woo, Margo, there you go. Hey, girl. Are you ready to be encountered by the Holy Spirit today? If that's you, I just want you to stand to your feet, lift both hands up, and just an act of desperation and an act of surrender. Say, Holy Spirit, I want you. I want you more in my life. And maybe you've been filled with the Spirit. Maybe you already have that Spirit inside you, but you want more. And today, ah, oh man, God has been speaking to my heart all week long, all month long, just about the, the encounter you're about to have, that he's going to have a fresh fire and a fresh water that's going to flow through here. Some of you are going to drink of him today, and the river of life's going to fill you up. And let me just warn you, it, it, it happens differently in everybody. Some of you might, you may start shaking. You might have, and we're not going to judge because we're all family in here, okay? We're good. We're good. Some set free. They just start crying and screaming and stuff. That's good. We're good. Whatever the spirit encounter is in you today, we're just going to receive who he is. And some of you, you might start speaking in different heavenly language. That's awesome. It's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's going to fill you up today. Hey, we're just going to uh, create a space. Heavenly Father, right now, we just pray you would come into this place. Our prayer team is going to be moving throughout the room. You're going to feel them. They're going to pray for you. We're just going to pray that God would fill us with this spirit. Just like Jesus when he was baptized and he came up and the, the spirit of God rests in him. Just like the disciples when they went to the upper room and they were waiting. And like a rushing wind, it flowed through the room. Today, I'm hungry, and I'm desperate, and I need a move of God. I'm praying for the winds of his entrance, the winds of God to flow through this room and to be released in us, that we are filled with the Spirit of God. If that's you and you want that, just raise both hands up and say, God, fill me up. Fill me up. 
to overflow. Come on, let's go deep in this. Come on. God, fill us up. Fill us up. Fresh baptism of fire right now, God, in this place. We want more of you. We want more of you. More of you, God. Increase in us. Increase a depth in us, God, where we are so saturated in you, so overflowing in the spirit of God, so overflowing in the spirit and power that's in you, God. Hallelujah. More of you. More of you. Fire of God. We want all of you, God. We want all of you, God. We want all of you. Come on, just start to lift your voice. Say, God, fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me up with that fire. Fill me up with that fire of God. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Baptism of fire. Hallelujah. Right now. In the name of Jesus. And we hope that this message inspired and encouraged you. Our heart with change is to plant life-giving campuses all across the greater Philadelphia area and beyond. We believe that the church should be the place where people are coming alive to their purpose and living out why God called them here. Uh, you know, our vision statement is we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. And we feel like when Jesus changes and rocks your world, you come alive to the reason you're here. God gets involved in what you're doing. So we would love for you to pray about being a part of that vision. There are a few ways you can get plugged in here at Change and begin coming alive to your purpose. The first is through community, and we believe that God called us to do life together. And so if you're in the Philadelphia area, we would love to have you come out to one of our weekend experiences or get involved in a change group throughout the week. Um, if you're at a distance, maybe not able to be here in person, we would encourage you to get involved in the online community, start a watch party with your neighbors, your coworkers, your family, maybe some friends that want to get together. But we believe that God called us to do life together. And so we would encourage you to find your circle that can surround you and walk through life with you and begin to do life together. The second way to get involved is to join the dream team and become a part of what God is doing. If you're local in Philadelphia, we meet every other Sunday after change for Belong. You can hear more about the vision and values of the church and find where you want to get plugged in. But even if you're not local, we have an online dream team. We would love to have you go through Belong online and you can get plugged in as a host. You can get plugged into the creative team. If you're local, you can become a part of the guest experience team with our children. There's a place for everyone. We say all the time at Change that being a part of the dream team is not about filling a position, but fulfilling your purpose. And so we would love to walk alongside of you and find your purpose as you begin to come alive to that and then what God does in and through you. The third way to get involved at Change is to pray about financially partnering with us in the vision that God has called Change to. We've seen so many incredible things happen and we believe that the best is yet to come. And so we would ask if you've been blessed by the ministry of Change that you would pray about financially partnering with us. We say all the time, it's not about equal giving, but about equal sacrifice. And so we don't know what God's calling you to do with your time, talent and treasure, but we do believe that generosity is going to pave the way for us to see city transformation. Hey, we are seeing God move in some incredible ways. We're seeing miracles happen, healings take place, signs and wonders are happening every day. And we just thank God for what he's doing, but we pray that God would do that also in your life as well. Everything you put your hand to, everything you're getting involved in, that God sparks something great that only he can do in the supernatural. So take this as your personal invite. Come out and experience what God is doing in change. Experience His presence in a real way. 
Go online, plan your visit, and come be a part of the community. But before you even come, just know our team is praying and preparing a place for you. Hey, I'm Pastor Elijah, and this is my wife, Ashley, and we hope that this message inspired and encouraged you. Our Heart With Change is to plant life-giving campuses all across the greater Philadelphia area and beyond. We believe that the church should be the place where people are coming alive to their purpose and living out why God called them here. Uh, you know, our vision statement is we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. And we feel like when Jesus changes and rocks your world, you come alive to the reason you're here. God gets involved in what you're doing. So we would love for you to pray about being a part of that vision. There are a few ways you can get plugged in here at Change and begin coming alive to your purpose. The first is through community. And we believe that God called us to do life together. And so if you're in the Philadelphia area, we would love to have you come out to one of our weekend experiences or get involved in a change group throughout the week. Um, if you're at a distance maybe and you're not able to be here in person, we would encourage you get involved in the online community, start a watch party with your neighbors, your coworkers, your family, maybe some friends that wanna get together. But we believe that God called us to do life together. And so we would encourage you find your circle that can surround you and walk through life with you and begin to do life together. The second way to get involved is to join the dream team and become a part of what God is doing. If you're local in Philadelphia, we meet every other Sunday after change for Belong. You can hear more about the vision and values of the church and find where you want to get plugged in. But even if you're not local, we have an online dream team. We would love to have you go through Belong online and you can get plugged in as a host. You can get plugged into the creative team. If you're local, you can become a part of the guest experience team with our children's. There's a place for everyone. We say all the time at Change that being a part of the dream team is not about filling a position, but fulfilling your purpose. And so we would love to walk alongside of you and find your purpose as you begin to come alive to that and then what God does in and through you. The third way to get involved at Change is to pray about financially partnering with us in the vision that God has called Change to. We've seen so many incredible things happen and we believe that the best is yet to come. And so we would ask if you've been blessed by the ministry of Change that you would pray about financially partnering with us. We say all the time, it's not about equal giving, but about equal sacrifice. And so we don't know what God's calling you to do with your time, talent and treasure, but we do believe that generosity is gonna pave the way for us to see city transformation. Hey, we are seeing God move in some incredible ways. We're seeing miracles happen, healings take place, signs and wonders are happening every day. And we just thank God for what he's doing, but we pray that God would do that also in your life as well. Everything you put your hand to, everything you're getting involved in, that God sparks something great that only he can do in the supernatural. So take this as your personal invite. Come out and experience what God is doing in change. Experience His presence in a real way. Go online, plan your visit, and come be a part of the community. But before you even come, just know our team is praying and preparing a place for you.